Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 194. I wanted to just do sort of an episode where I just have a stream of consciousness and talk about 2023 in review, specifically around the fact that I didn't do a single race this past year. And I have some mixed feelings about it, and I'll talk about it a little bit. But I wanted to share this because, again, I feel like there's a lot of pressure sometimes for people to do a race every year or multiple races every year. And the messaging can sometimes be if you're not racing, then you're not a runner, which honestly was something that I sort of struggled with this year, right? Am I still a runner if I'm just going for a casual run every once in a while and not training for anything. And I spent a lot of time thinking about that. And honestly, I can say that while 2023 was challenging for me, for for me from a running perspective, it was really good because it helped me to think through the whole process, think about my why, get better about structuring my training, my planning, and figuring out what's really important to me. So just as a review, in 2022, I ran a bunch of races, including the Tahoe 200, which was amazing. Um, I guess I shouldn't say I ran a bunch of races in 2022. I think about the end of 2021 leading into Tahoe 2022 as one year because I used the training from 21 to feed into 22. So I misspoke, but (laughs) I think of them sort of as a year because that's the way I structured my training. So I raced a bunch in 2021. I did Tahoe 200 in 2022. And honestly, I thought that I was going to want to do some races after Tahoe, but my body really just threw up the red flag and said, no, we need a break. So I spent a lot of time recovering. I did a lot of walking. I focused on my mobility and sort of generally rehabbing myself, although I didn't have a single injury from any of it. I just wanted to go through from head to toe and make sure that I was sort of firing on all cylinders, so to speak. And that's what I did for the remainder of 2022. Going into 2023, my main goal was to train and support Frank as he did Tahoe 200. So I did, you know, all of the requisite training, all the mileage to help him for the legs of the race that I was going to pace him with. And as a result of that, I didn't plan any races for myself, which was kind of the plan. And I did think that at some point going through the first half of the year that I would find a race that I would get excited about and want to sign up for. And that wasn't the case. I I didn't find, I didn't find a race that I was excited for. And then a bunch of stuff happened along the way. Like I got to go on vacation with my brother and sister-in-law and my nieces. I got to go to a Taylor Swift concert. Um, 
we got a new puppy, he got sick. <laughs> like there was a lot of different things outside of my work as a coach. I volunteer in the town that I live in to put on a farmer's market. And we put on the sort of what they call old home days, which is like a town wide event for this small town that I live in, which requires a lot of time and effort. And I got really excited about those things. And so this is where I sort of struggled with I'm not racing. Am I still a runner? But I would still be doing all of this stuff. I'd be running relatively consistently. I was doing my strength. I was obviously doing my shakedowns and my mobility. But there was a um, something that was missing from an identity standpoint as to, am I really a runner if I'm not racing? And I just want to throw that out there because my guess is that maybe some of you guys have struggled with this as well. And where I have landed is, yes, I am still a runner and I can still call myself a runner even if I don't race. And even if I go multiple years where I don't race, but I'm still running leisurely, right? Just for pleasure, that still counts, right? Like nobody else gets to make their rules on this stuff. We get to decide whether we're a runner or not. And that really is self-determined. Are you putting in the miles? Are you showing up? Are you putting in the work? Like, I personally don't think you can call yourself a runner if you run one time a month. You you are somebody who enjoys running, but you aren't necessarily someone who could classify as a runner. I'm sure I'll get lots of feedback on that thought, but that's just my opinion. And I'm not saying that if you run only once a month, that that's a bad thing. Like if that's what you want to do, more power to you. But this, I'm just trying to sort of narrate my inner thoughts for you guys. This was the, the thing that I struggled with. Like, can I still call myself a runner if I'm not racing? So just know that there's going to be cycles to everything. There's cycles to your training, there's cycles to your racing. And just because you're not on the gas 24 seven doesn't mean that you're not a runner and that you can't do running things in the future. So as I sort of, I'm like sitting in my office (laughs) recording this and looking at this big wall calendar that I have up next to me. If you've ever been on a coaching call with me, when we start to talk about training and dates, you'll see me sort of look up and to the right. And that's me like looking at my big calendar because that's how I like to plan for the year. I buy one of these calendars on Amazon. It's actually from a company called Swift Calendars, and it's a like a year at a glance. So all 12 months, all laid out, and it's like a whiteboard. And this, I love this format because then I can map out and see my whole year in one snapshot. And I can plan out all the things that I want to do. One of the things that used to trip me up and still obviously trips me up sometimes is just the the time allotment, the planning, like the calculating, how are we going to get this all done? And I was never a fan of weekly planning because it's only one week out of 52. Like we have to be able to see what's going on for the remainder of the year. So I love this calendar and I have the 2024 version. I should open it up and flatten it out so I can put it up on my wall. But this is how I map out my year and I start to plan and choose things that I want to do. 
So next year I have some races in mind. I've gone through and made a list, which is what I'm encouraging the women inside my um, membership to do. Now we're doing this process of like going through sort of like the off season RX program, but also sort of thinking about, Hey, what's going to be on tap for 2024. And this process is part of it. And I'm going through it too, because now I've gotten to a place where I'm kind of itching to get back into it. I'm kind of looking for, I'm looking to get my fix, honestly. And I didn't really do anything in 2023 because I couldn't find any races that I could get excited about or ones that were in new or different places, things that were going to be challenging to me. And again, that phrase, what's challenging to me, that's relative, right? What's challenging for me? What's challenging for you? What's challenging for your running buddy? It's all going to be relative. So I try not to fall into comparison, the comparison mindset. I try to just think about what would be fun and exciting for me. And I know that that can be challenging because obviously we're getting a lot of feedback, whether we want it or not, from friends and family, maybe even from social media. As a side note, I've really started to try to remove myself from social media. And I don't mean like I'm not posting and I'm not like commenting on your guys' stuff. And I just am really trying to be diligent about the stuff that I look at on social media. I don't really follow anybody, any like pro runners, which, and I was having this conversation with somebody else about like running podcasts. I don't listen to any running podcasts, save for specific episodes about specific things that I'm interested in. So like, I don't follow and listen to other people's stuff religiously because And I do that because it's a strategic thing. I don't want to be influenced by what other people are doing. And I don't want to follow. I don't want to chase a trend. I am sort of in my own little bubble in a good way. Because I want my stuff to be true content and thoughts and information, stuff that I come up with and not because I'm, like I said, following a trend or trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever it is, right? And I've tried to take this over into the realm of social media as well. I don't follow any pros. I don't follow people who I could fall into the trap of comparing myself to because I really want to come from a place of internally generating the thoughts and the momentum that I need to do the stuff that I want to do. And if I'm getting a lot of external feedback and seeing, well, so-and-so is doing this race and -and so-and-so just did this one and they were 10 minutes faster than last year, I typically have a little, um, like a little thing in the back of my brain. That's like, well, I can totally do that. And I, which is good, but I know myself well enough to know that if I open that door, I will fall down that rabbit hole, so to speak. And I really know that that's going to keep me from going where I want to go ultimately and do the things that I want to do. Because if I'm chasing comparison, if I'm chasing what other people are doing, then I'm not thinking for myself. I'm not 
questioning my own limits, my own goals, my own abilities. I'm just following the path that other people have done. I see things, I'm aware of what's going on, but I don't let it influence my decision-making process, which is, I think, what I'm trying to say. It's like a long-winded way to get there. But that's what I've been trying to do over the last 12 months is like filter out the, the, filter out the noise really and focus on, okay, what do I want to do? What's going to make the most sense for me? What would make me happy? What would challenge me? Um, and where do I want to go? Like what's a building block to something else? So I haven't signed up for any races just yet. I have a few that are on my schedule and I'm just starting to map things out and trying to figure out, does this make sense? Is this too easy? Is this too hard? Does, is this the right race to build to the next one? So on and so forth. And I'm, I'm not talking about like filling my calendar with a race every single month. I'm trying to be strategic about what I want to do because I have other things that I want to accomplish, right? Like I have a business to run. I have clients to help. And I still have that goal to help 10,000 women run their first 50K. So I'm not a pro. Like all of my my days are not consumed by training. My days, just like you guys, are filled with work. And I need to train in addition to that. The, the one luxury that I have is that I can sort of fit my training into my day whenever I want to with within a reasonable degree. And but I'm not confined to a normal nine to five situation. So that's that's the one lucky thing for me. So I don't want you guys to think that I'm just over here training all day long and like that my life is so easy because I'm a coach and I, you know, train all day. Like, no, I, I have a, I have a business to run and I have things to do. And just as a side note, I was thinking about this the other day. There are so many parallels from running your own business to training for and running your first or farthest ultra race. I have a a podcast episode idea, but that if you want a real challenge, like start and run your own business and run your farthest distance at the same time. And I guarantee you, you will start to see the parallels between the two and one helps the other, right? Running your own business helps you run your ultra. Running an ultra helps you be more efficient and get better at running your business. So that's just like a little aside. I guess I just boiled the whole the whole podcast episode down into one coherent thought, but we could dive deeper into that. So again, on the whole, 2022 was a, a fabulous year for me. I got so much accomplished personally and in, from a business perspective, but I accomplished you know, very little on the running scale, which is totally fine because I know that my running goes in cycles and sometimes it's hot and heavy and I do a lot of big things. And then I have to pull back and sort of retreat and take a break and recalibrate, which is sort of like, (laughs) I feel like my word for the year for 2023 was recalibrate. Like, we're recalibrating. We're trying to figure this all out. Like what's next? Don't no pressure, right? There's no there's no pressure to be prepared for anything. We're just trying to recalibrate to what is the new normal for you and where it is that you want to go. 
So as I sit here looking forward to 2024, I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm terrified, like I have some pretty big goals. I am going to do some races that I've never done before, which as an aside, I think if you're doing the same races over and over and over again, that's a way of sort of coddling yourself, keeping yourself comfortable, which is fine, but there's not a lot of personal or running growth that's going to happen there if you just keep chasing the same race over and over and over again. Now, If you find that race super fun and you go there for the friends and the atmosphere and the camaraderie, there's nothing wrong with doing the same race over and over again. But if you just keep signing up for the same race every year to tell people, oh yeah, I'm running and I'm doing this race, you're not, you're not really pushing yourself enough. You're not taking, making use, I should say. You're not making use of all of the benefits that ultra running has available to you by just doing the same thing over and over again, okay? Step outside that comfort zone and try something new, which is sort of my theme, I guess, if I was going to say I had a theme for 2024, stepping outside my comfort zone, trying something new, pushing my boundaries. And honestly, I'm not sure how I'm going to get it done. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I, I don't know how I'm going to get it done, uh, but I'm not even like officially signed up for some of these races and I'm okay with that. Lots of people would hear that and be like, well, what the hell are you doing? Why are you even choosing those races? Those are the types of challenges, as you guys probably know by now, we're two, almost three years into this whole podcast thing which is crazy, by the way. Thank you to everybody who's been listening for that long. And thank you if you are a new listener and you were just starting. We're 195 episodes. My goal is to get to 200 episodes before the end of this year. See, so you just have to count. I'm like, I think maybe I'm like a gold junkie sometimes because I just, I see a target and I just can't not hit it, (laughs) especially if it's a a nice round number like 200. (laughs) So 200 episodes total, over 200,000 downloads total. Apparently I have a thing with 200, um, as evidenced by the fact that I've run 200 miles. (laughs) So we're just going to keep moving forwards for 2024. And I just wanted to sort of put this stream of consciousness out there because I feel like it's useful for people to hear the thought process of other people. It's useful for you to sit down and do an audit. I had the She Runs Ultras crew do an audit for their off season about what went well in their previous year. And that's really what I'm sort of sharing with you here. Like last year, I did some things really well from a personal and a business perspective. I did some things well from a running perspective. I got myself trained and prepped to pace Frank, but also from a running perspective, I didn't do things very well because I didn't look further than that particular event. All my eggs were in that basket, so to speak, and which is fine with me. There's, there's, that was what I had signed up for. That's what I was excited about. That's what I wanted to do. And I was, it was my own fault for not thinking ahead and saying, okay, after that, what comes next? Um, and honestly, I think I got overwhelmed with all the things that I had put on my plate, all the things that I had said I was going to do, and some of the circumstances that popped up in my life um, around that time and after that time. And 
you know, it's all a learning experience and they are super valuable lessons that I'm going to take with me into 2024. First and foremost is going to be think about the year in advance, plan those races that I want to do, set up my training, manage expectations across the board between friends and family and clients and figure out who's going to get what time you know, because if you don't plan it, then it happens haphazardly. And for me, that feels disorganized, that feels chaotic, that doesn't feel comfortable. And juxtaposed against doing all this training and racing for things that are definitely uncomfortable outside of my comfort zone, I want to try and minimize the discomfort in the other areas of my life so that I'm just not confronted with it all the time. Now, is that reasonable? (laughs) Will that definitely happen if I try to manage that? No, for sure. I'm going to curveballs are going to get thrown at me all day, every day, which again, going back to my comment about running your own business and training for ultras, every day is a new curveball when you run your own business. And every day is a curveball when you are running and training and for an ultra, like you never know what's going to happen. So that level of control is ideal, but it's not necessarily realistic. I know that I'm not going to be able to control everything that gets thrown at me all day, every day. But if I can plan ahead of time, do that proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance, right? If you've ever heard that, that's what I'm aiming for, right? And then I'll just take the punches as they come. All right. So hopefully this has been helpful for you guys. I want, I would love for you to do sort of a year in review for yourself and think about how you did. Don't come at it from like a judgmental or comparison angle, but just take an honest review, like a performance review and think about what you did well, what you could do better. Did that year go how you wanted it to go? And what do you really want from next year from a running perspective? How can you refine your process? What were you missing last year? What could you inject this coming year that would make your training better or more efficient or less painful? Hint, hint, daily shakedown. (laughs) Shameless daily shakedown plug. But honestly, I don't think that we do enough reflection. And now I guess I'm really just speaking about myself. I don't want to put that on you guys, but I feel like with where we're at from a culture and society perspective, we tend to just keep pushing forwards, which is great, but there's a lot to be gained from hitting pause, sort of doing a 180, turning around and looking back and reviewing what you've done so that as you, again, turn around and head forwards into 2024, when you spot those potholes or those ditches, that you can avoid them because you've gone back and thoroughly thought through what you did, what worked, what didn't, thoughts, feelings, actions, all of that stuff. And that's going to move you forward for 2024. You can avoid making the same mistakes. You can like accelerate your training or some aspect of your training simply because you're paying closer attention. You've honed in, you understand the finer points, the nuance of this thing called ultra running that you want to do that you're, that you're integrating into your life. So 
that's what I have for you guys today. Hopefully that was helpful. If you are excited about 2024 and you would like some help, right? If you want to get into a place where people talk about ultras, they talk about goals, they challenge one another, they make race suggestions where you can get tips and tricks for training and mindset and all of the things. I have two resources available for you. The first is my free Facebook group called Run Your First 50K. It's exclusively for women. So just head on over to Facebook, search Run Your First 50K. You'll request to join and answer those questions. That way I know whether or not you are a real person or you are a bot, one of the infamous Facebook bots. And the second is my paid membership, She Runs Ultras. And that is going to open literally on January 1st, 2024 for the Q1 like membership spots. Um, And at the same time, once you're in that program, the following week, Monday, January 8th, we're going to kick off my group coaching program, run your first 50K inside the container of the She Runs Ultras membership. I'll do maybe a separate podcast episode where we talk about She Runs Ultras and then run your first 50K inside of that so that you can sort of get a sense for how it all works. But if you know you need help, you want some guidance, you would love to be part of a kick-ass community of women who are all pushing and striving for their first or their farthest ultra in just like the most, I don't know, it's like my favorite corner of the internet to hang out. We're going to do a bunch of amazing stuff in 2024. I have a whole list of masterclasses um, with Uh, experts in their specific subject matter that are going to come in. And it's just going to be a really good time. So that's where you're going to find me spending most of my social media time in 2024. And if you'd like to be there too, make sure you go to sherunsultras.com to get on the wait list. You'll just put your email, your name and your email on that list so that when I hit registration is open, you will be the first person to know. All right, you guys, that's all for this episode. Enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon. 